Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Moa's Ark. You all know this is where God dwells, where Jesus reigns, the Holy Spirit guides, and we live in the agape. I want to welcome you all this morning to Moments with Moa, or Moa's Moments. I got to figure out exactly what I'm going to call this, but uh, I intend for this to just be brief um, conversations and and nuggets that the Lord gives me, uh, hopefully on a daily basis, if not weekly, if not bi-weekly, but as frequently as the Lord uh, speaks into my heart. I want to come and I want to pour out uh, to each of you uh, with topics and information that I believe can aid and assist you in your daily living. Um, so this is going to be my very first broadcast and Moa's moments or moments with Moa. Um, and I pray that it is a blessing to each and every one of you. I thank you for joining and I look forward to great things. Thank you and have a blessed day. All right, praise the Lord, everybody. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I believe uh, we need to explore more uh, within the body of Christ, more specifically in our daily living. And that is around uh, divination and witchcraft uh, in the household. You know, a lot of times we have challenges and disturbances and things that happen in the home and we wonder why and how. (laughs) I found myself very recently just looking at uh, my household, my children, and I shared this in an earlier broadcast. I mean, God uh, woke me up this year. I'm telling you, I had to put on my big girl uh, underoos this year. (laughs) I learned so much about things that were happening undercover in my own home, with my own family, my own children, my spouse, you know, things that were going on, you know, uh, behind the scenes. Amen. So I won't get too much into that, but I'm telling you, it was a, a it was an, an awakening for me because certain things I just never thought touched my household. And the Lord began to impress upon my heart uh, this year uh, just the fact that, you know, oftentimes we leave too much to others. We leave too much to others. You know, the salvation of our household, the the uh, protection of our spiritual well-being. You know, we, we even in our own natural lives, you know, even caring for and, and providing, you know, for one another, we leave that to others. And we think that that's someone else's responsibility. But we have to take action and accountability and responsibility for ourselves, for our loved ones, because if we don't do it, no one else will. We cannot rely on uh, the pastor, the preacher, the ministers in the church to ensure the salvation of our household. I mean, I thank God. I thank God for the men and women of God that he has given us, for the leaders that he has given us. But it is time for us to take our rightful place as the heads of our spiritual homes, amen, and not just leave it up to those who are 
exterior to us. And once again, going into our natural lives, you know, it's not everybody's responsibility to make sure we have a roof over our heads and food to eat and, you know, shelter and things like that. We are accountable and responsible one for another. We can't depend on the government. We can't depend on necessarily doctors or psychiatrists or things like that. We have to use the tools and and the 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 um things that God has given us to be able to navigate our way through this life. And as a family, as a family, we have to take the responsibility on ourselves. So I'll get into that hopefully a little bit more because I got a lot to say about that. It is time for us. Nobody is going to care for your family the way that you can because you are doing it from a place of love, love in the agape, love that is fueled by love, that is manufactured by love, that is created and reproduced by love. See, Others are doing it out of obligation, out of responsibility, other uh, reasons that, that I may not even understand or know, but those things are limiting. Those things are limiting. Uh, love, in, especially in the agape, unconditional love, is limitless. Amen. So uh, just, just think on that. Ponder on that. It is no one else's responsibility. It is our responsibility. So one of the things I want to talk about today uh, during my Moa's moment or moments with Moa, uh, I want to talk about uh, spiritual divination, uh, witchcraft in the household, and how that can affect the family, and how that can affect the household, and and why we find ourselves going through a whole bunch of unnecessary trials and tribulations and situations that God never intended for us to endure, just simply because we lack the knowledge. And let me explain to you, this is very important. This is very important because these things will will uh, come to steal, kill, and destroy. And I'm not just saying that from a caste statement, a, a, a scripture, something that we learned back in, in, in um, Sunday school, you know, Bible study, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we say it so much that we... Um, I believe it loses potency, you know, in our minds and in our our lives, you know, that that we just think that it's just something that we say, like a little jingle or something like that. But it's real. It's real. There are people who are dying in this world, dying in our families, dying physical deaths because of this divination uh, that is brought upon us and because we don't know and we don't understand the tools. Now, let me just state this disclaimer. This message is not for everybody. This message is not for uh, all listeners in all ears. So I'm going to do like uh, many of these disclaimers do at the beginning. I'm going to release those who are not mature, spiritually mature enough to digest what I am about to deliver. Uh, You have to have spiritual teeth so that you can chew chew this thing up 
uh, and, and be able to digest it. It's not for babes. It's not for those onlookers who are trying to figure things out. I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you that spiritual revelation comes with accountability. So if you will, if you will to continue to listen, uh, I invite you to, but I just want you to know that this is not uh, milk. This is meat. This is meat, and, and, and this is going to be some, some chewy meat. <laughs> it's going to be some chewy meat, for, but for those of us who are mature in Christ, those of us who are mature uh, in the Spirit, will be able to get it. So I just want to talk about a few things, and let me just clarify uh, what uh, divination is, what spiritual divination is. Uh, and I'm going to reference something I love. There was a book that was introduced to me many years ago um, when I was uh, in ministry uh, at the Word of Deliverance, and we had to, um, we had a study, and the book is called Strong Man's, His Name, Strong Man's His Name, or Strong Man Is His Name, What's His Game, and in this book, Uh, This is a spiritual warfare manual, but in this book, a husband and wife uh, wrote the book, and they broke down, uh, I believe, the seven uh, most prominent uh, spirits, um, uh, strongmans, and and they broke it down, and a system, they gave you a system for how to bind and uh, bind these spirits and how to loose the Spirit of God. So I'm going to reference that today. Uh, and just because I felt like they had a really good definition of what uh, the spirit of divination is. What is the spirit of divination? And um, so what they teach us is that the manifestations of the spirit of divination uh, is the fortune teller, soothsayers, warlocks, Satanists, witches, Wiccan, Durad, Pagan, Stargazers, Zodiac, Horoscopes, Rebellion, Hypnotists, Enchanters, Drugs, Water Witching, Divination, and Magic. So they talk about these things, and I know that because we are familiar and common with the world, there are some things that we um, in, we feel like we innocently engage in, you know, like the zodiac sign and, and horoscopes. And, and like I said, this ain't for everybody's ears. You guys don't want to hear it. But you got to hear it because we become familiar with these spirits and we grab hold to them and we wonder why, you know, these uh, strongholds have um, authority and power over our households. But we're going to deal with that. Um, One of the ones that um, I really I've been saying I want to do a study on and and I'm putting this out there in the atmosphere, I pray that someone who has greater knowledge than I do will help me along the way uh, with this journey. And as I pray, and I know the Holy Spirit will give me revelation, but drug use, uh, that pharmaceutical uh, spirit, the spirit of pharmaceutical, 
Um, that's something that I'm telling you. It plays uh, my family uh, specifically, and that is a form of witchcraft. Witchcraft. Witchcraft in the sense of divination. Uh, so that's something we need to look into. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted you guys to have a good, tangible understanding of what I'm talking about as we move on uh, into this. Uh, and so when you're dealing with this stronghold, you have to, you have to audibly uh, denounce and bind up uh, this spirit, the spirit of divination. Uh, which again, fortune telling, soothsaying, warlocks, Satanists, witches, Wiccan, Druid, pagans, stargazers, zodiac, horoscopes, rebellion. Rebellion is likened unto witchcraft. Uh, Hypnotists, uh, enchanters, drugs, drug use, abuse, even uh, prescription drugs, uh, street drugs, uh, water witching, divination, magic. Those things that we feel like we just innocently participate in. And another one, um, you know, with these, um, what do you call them? Um, uh, Man, the ones that talk to the dead. Uh, Those are things too we got to be conscious of. So you have to bind up that spirit and you have to loose the holy gifts and the Holy Spirit the gifts of the spirit. Amen. So those are things that we have to do. So I just wanted to give you a brief understanding uh, of what that is. And so let's see, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about witchcraft and fortune telling? And and, uh, uh, how do you pronounce this word? Necromacy, necromancy, necromancy is N-E-C-R-O-M-A-N-C-Y. And that's what I talked about before, uh, where those who who speak to these dead spirits, uh, I'm not going to consult nothing dead to find out about nothing alive. Amen. So these are all counterfeits. It's what Satan uses to counterfeit holy spirituality. There is such a thing. There is such a thing as holy spirituality. We are spiritual beings who are experiencing a natural and a physical life. But we are spiritual beings. Amen. But what I want to um, emphasize here as I talk today about uh, this witchcraft, and we're gonna we're gonna declare some things later. Uh, but as I talk about this, I want to be very clear that the Bible condemns all forms of witchcraft. Now that that may rub some people the wrong way, but it is the truth. And like I said, this message ain't for everybody. So if the Bible is not the unadulterated uh, uh, source of truth for you, then you can dismiss yourself even now because you're going to be held accountable for these truths that I share with you on today. Amen. Uh, But I use the Bible as the source of the unadulterated truth of God. And the Bible tells us there is no question. This is in black and white form that it condemns all forms of witchcraft. So yes, that means that Zodiac that you guys 
so often uh, refer to those horoscopes, you got to get rid of it. You got to get rid of it. And I'm not saying that in the sense to judge or to condemn, but I am admonishing you to do that because there's so much that we go through on a day-to-day basis because we have opened up the doors. We have given authority to these demonic spirits to come in and take reign because we do not denounce the things of Satan that are not like God. Amen. Uh, So I want you to take this into consideration, but don't take my word for it. I want you to pray and I want God to give you revelation. Amen. Amen. So I, like many of you, have been challenged in my walk And early on in my walk, because I did not connect with God supernaturally, I looked for any and everything to to help supplement that, to help supplement uh, my understanding of who God was. I mean, I, I was never really into horoscopes, but I would read the horoscopes. Uh, I would, um, you know, go to my Zodiac and, and all of those things, numbers. And, you know, I believe even early on in my life, I may have called, uh, a couple of psychics just because I wanted to replicate this spiritual, uh, thing that I couldn't even coin back in those days. I didn't even know what I was seeking. I just knew I needed something. There was a a, a spiritual deficit in my life. So I sought out these things because I needed to know, I needed to understand, Lord, God, what is going to happen in my future? What is going to be? And I just sought these things out. But I'm here to tell you today that God is a God who is in full control of all things. And we seek to know that we want to know the end We want to know the end from the beginning. (laughs) We want to be Alpha and Omega. We want to take the position of God. And oftentimes, that is not God's will for us. I know that he allows us to prophesy and, and he gives us words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to help each other as we walk through this life. But uh, that, that thing that causes you to want to just, I just got to know, you know, what is, what is, what is in the cards for me? That is not of God. That is not of God because we're relying on something that is other than our source, which is God, which is the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, uh, I know that a lot of people, even, even in biblical times, you know, they tried to seek out these supernatural uh, 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 things to supplement their deficit uh, and and deficient uh, natural experience with God. But I'm here to tell you today that we've got to stop. We've got to turn that around. we got to turn that around. And uh, the Word of God in Deuteronomy 18 and 9 uh, verses I'm sorry, 18 verses 9 through 12 tells us that when you enter the land of the Lord, your God is giving you, do not, do not learn 
to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Now be very clear, this is what he's telling uh, the children of Israel as he's taking them into the promised land. He said, when you enter the land of the Lord, this is his land, your God is giving you. Do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughters in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, come on now, engages in witchcraft or casts spells or who is a medium or spiritist, spiritualist, or who consults the dead. That's what you call them, those mediums. That's what I was trying to get to. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Now, you'll find that in Deuteronomy 18, verses 9 through 12. And this is very clear. It's black and white right there before you. And if it stood true for the children of Israel back then, it stands true for us today. And I'm telling you, the Word of God tells us to try the Spirit by the spirits, that we may know that they are of God. See, the thing about it is, we got to try, we got to start trying this Word now. We got to start trying this Word. You can't just dismiss it. Many of you, like me, we just going through hell in the earth. And when I say hell, it is in a colloquial uh, 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 perspective, you know, that, that we just going through trial after trial, you know, all of these tribulations, children just going awry, husbands acting up, maybe some wives, you know, you know, things going on, family just in all disarray and discord. It is because of the spiritual witchcraft that is happening in the household. But remember, we open up the doors to that when we do things like practicing divination and sorcery, interpreting omens. Come on now, who wants to start reading and interpreting these demons, engaging in witchcraft and casting spells? Word curses are spells. When you start speaking word curses against people, against their families, against their lives, that's a spell. You are casting spells. Come on, we got the Stop that. Practicing sorcery, uh, engaging with these mediums. I remember my baby, uh, my daughter came over, um, Bree, one day, and, and we were sitting around, and I was flipping through the channels, and um, it was uh, the, the medium, I can't remember her name, but she's like from New Jersey or, or somewhere out east. Uh, New York or something like that and and I've actually watched her show a few times because I get intrigued uh, with um, you know just being able to connect spiritually and uh, the Holy Spirit had to convict me of that thing I had to lay that thing out because I was so devastated uh, with the with the losses that we've had in our family, uh, starting with my father and then my nephew, you know, I just got so intrigued with, oh man, they're still here, and I believe that I I believe you know that in some form, their souls are existent, uh, uh, and we talk about the heavenlies and the earth and. And I did a study on that uh, once, and you guys can go back and listen to that. But I believe that there's somewhere 
somewhere in one of those heavens. So I believe that our ability to engage with them uh, is existent, especially, you know, for a period after death, you know, just because of things that I experienced. I don't understand it. I can't speak to it, but things that I have experienced. um, But beyond that, uh, they, as they rest in their resting place, we connect with them through Jesus Christ because uh, the Word of God says uh, to be, um, uh, and why did I lose that scripture? Y'all know what scripture I'm talking about. Uh, to, to be, when we die, that we're present with the Lord. And, and when we uh, are present with Him, right? And, and, and now I'm going to have What I meant was to be separate from the body is to be present with the Lord. And and I remember um, Bishop Blue, uh, a wonderful man of God, he preached a word and, and he shared that when we are in the presence of the Lord, when we are in the presence of the Lord here in, in the earth realm, uh, that is when we, we can uh, be in the presence of our loved ones uh, who have passed on. And not in a medium way, you know, in a way that that you can talk to them and things like that. But you can you can feel their presence through Christ. And that was something that intrigued me. But anyway, I had to personally get away from that uh, because I wanted to, you know, watch this lady's show. Uh, I can't even remember her name. Um, but anyway, it must be for me not to remember it. So some of y'all don't go and look up. <laughs> but, um, you know, I would watch it and, you know, I just had to, to stop. I had to stop and, 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 and turn from that and cleanse myself from that. And, but this particular day, uh, my daughter had visited and I was flipping through the channels and, and we landed on that channel. But I, you know, I wasn't paying attention to what we were doing. And she said, Mom, what is this? <laughs> what, what we got on this television? You know, we don't need to be watching this. Uh, so she even knew, you know, that that, that was something that we didn't even know, need to um, uh, be engaging in. You know, because I'm telling you, this thing is real. And that stuff opened up gates and it opened up doors. But anyway, uh, Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12 is very clear uh, to us. And and I want you guys to know that God takes witchcraft very seriously. I mean, this thing is real serious to him. And, <coughs> and the word of God, <coughs> excuse me tells us and it lets us know in Exodus 22 and 18 and Leviticus 20 and uh, 27 that under the Mosaic law that the practice, the penalty for the practice of witchcraft was death, was death. Now, some of you are going to say, well, we, we're no longer under the law. We're under grace. But grace tells us that we need to, you know, reflect on some of those things. Uh, that were a part of the law and know that if God didn't like it then, you know, he did, did, does not like it today. He does not like it today. Um, and I believe that Saul 
you know, remember when Saul consulted the medium, he wanted some guidance. He, he had allowed himself to engage in um, the uh, religion and the uh, rituals of um, others. And he got so far away from God. I'm telling you, if, if, if the Lord ever gives me an opportunity uh, to meet Saul, Saul was a, a potential for such a great leader for such a great leader but the bible tells us that the lord even i mean god hardened his heart you know and and put a spirit on him but anyway um, i believe that uh, he died because he consulted that medium uh, for guidance you know you cannot go to something other than the source uh, for for what you need Amen. And he had the source. He had a good rapport, good relationship. He knew God. He could speak to God, uh, but he relied on a medium uh, to do that. And you'll find that in in, uh, Chronicles uh, 10 and and 13. And I would encourage you all, I'm trying to do this myself. We need to go back and revisit (coughs) these uh, books of the Bible, especially a lot of them in the Old Testament. I like to listen to them in my uh, message Bible because it helps me to understand uh, in a much greater way. All right. So in um, Galatians 5 and, and 20 and Revelations 18 and 23, it talks about uh, that that um, spirit, uh, pharmakia, pharmakia, uh, that I talked about before, and, that, and that's kind of where we get the word pharmacy from. And that is a um, reference to witchcraft, but in the form of drugs, in the form of drugs. And it's something about that. Um, and, and you, you know, when people take these drugs and they begin to take on um, kind of like a state like a zombie state, you know, like they're, they're, um, you know, just embodied with something that is not uh, their own, you know, uh, way. And and, um, those are drugs. Those are drugs, uh, mind-altering drugs that will put your body in a trance. That's the word that I'm looking for, you know, like you just uh, functioning in an unconscious state, you know, you just moving and functioning, you know, um, and that state, and that comes from using illicit drugs, you know, and opening up ourselves to these demonic spirits. And remember, if you believe the word of God, God denounces every form of witchcraft every form of witchcraft. So that means, uh, you know, the abuse and misuse of these drugs and illicit drugs and even some prescription drugs. You know, sometimes we overuse and we uh, abuse those, you know. So engaging in the practice or taking a substance to achieve an altered state of consciousness is a form of witchcraft. I want to be very clear because enough is enough. We're crossing over into 2020. And and some of us have been so stagnant in our lives and and going through so many attacks that are um, unwarranted. 
uh, but what, what's the word, unauthorized by God. Some of these things, though our God allows them to happen, he ain't authorizing this mess. It is because of our own disobedience, our own, you know, engagement in the things that we are doing. So engaging and uh, and or practicing, engaging and practicing or taking substances to achieve an altered state of consciousness is a form of witchcraft. Okay, so let me be clear about this. There are two sources of spiritual power. Two sources. Let me be very clear. There are two sources of spiritual power. And 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 let me say this in a better way. There is there is only one source of spiritual power. There is only one source, but there it there are two manifestations of that source by which God uh, allows a delegated form of, of, of this power. Amen. So there are two, um, there is one source, but there are two manifestations and that is through God and by Satan. So, so let me be clear. Those of you who get so religious that you don't want to believe it, but you better believe there is some spiritual power that comes from Satan. But Satan only has the power that God allows him to have. He only has power that God allows him to have because God is the true source of spiritual power. But do not be uh, deceived. That power is very considerable. It is great and it will not just manifest in the spirit. Sometimes it crosses over into the earth so much so that it can bring forth death, finality of death, because he comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. If you guys have an opportunity, go into the word of God in Job 1 and 12 and 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 and then Revelations 20 and 2. And, and I got this thing where I like to read scriptures because I believe, you know, you all are somewhat like me. Sometimes I read stuff and, and when I get to the scriptures, I just gloss over them and I say, oh, well, I'll go back and read the scripture later. But I don't go back and read the scripture. <laughs> and then when I finally get around to reading the scripture, you know, I don't go back and read it immediately to where whatever it was I read you know, I can get the context from it, but when I get around to it and I read it and the word is just so good, you know, and it's, it's so, um, you know, just, just rich, you know, I, I look back and I'm like, dad, I should have read that, you know, so that I understand it in context to what, uh, I was studying at the time. So anyway, that's me. Y'all may not be like me, but, but don't be, uh, challenged when I go back and read the word because I love to read the word. All right? But another thing I wanted to be very clear about is that if you seek spirituality, spirituality, knowledge, or power, let me be clear. If you seek spirituality, knowledge, or power apart from God apart from God 
it is idolatry and it is witchcraft. So like I said, early in my walk, I was so desperate. I was so desperate to have a spiritual experience. I mean, now, now, now check this out. Some people may not agree with this, but this just dropped in my spirit. I was so desperate to have a spiritual experience with God. I relied not just on looking at those horoscopes and, and the Zodiac. I had my uh, specific preachers, teachers that I would go to because I wanted so much to have that uh, uh, relationship with God and that spiritual experience with God. I didn't understand it at the time, but I have since matured in a true relationship with God. But I was allowing, you know, just idolizing and, and creating idols out of these ministers, out of these preachers. I'm telling you, I I love God so much and I wanted so much of what I heard from others and, and what I heard, you know, uh, in their messages that I created idols out of them. But the word of God shows us that that is, uh, that God is against that, that God is against that. Amen. So we have to walk in obedience. We have to walk in obedience because if we don't, then uh, rebellion and disobedience is likened unto witchcraft. So in Samuel 15 and 23, the word of God says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So remember, I said early on that God is against any form of divination or witchcraft. So if we are functioning and practicing rebellion, I don't care who you are rebelling over, any and everything that has a righteous and rightful uh, uh, rule over you and reign over you, you rebel against that, you are likened unto witchcraft. You are practicing witchcraft. So let me be very clear. Let me be clear. Let me let me put it in terms that you understand. Uh, children, obey your parents. Just just very clear. Uh, students, obey your teachers. Uh, workers, obey your supervisors. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, lay members, obey your clergy, your leadership. You know, anything, you know, I work on projects and sometimes I have to lead projects and sometimes I have to be led. We have to be very careful to walk in obedience to those who have rule and authority over us. It is our nature. It is our nature, not our spirituality, not our spiritual uh, uh, um Maturity, but it is our nature as as descendants of Adam to be rebellious, to be rebellious. But that is not of God. That is not the will of God. We have to begin to practice, to practice being obedient, obedient in every area, every area of our lives. Amen. Um, so, so let's just be clear about about that and be clear that any form of witchcraft or divination is in the realm of Satan's spiritual power. Remember, I said he has power, but his power is always a counterfeit, 
of what God has, what God does. The power of God is a counterfeit and it doesn't usurp the authority or the power of God. It is just something that is powerful. And if we are not knowledgeable about this power, then we give him reign and we give him power over things that God never intended him to have power over. Um, (laughs) When you think about um, the difference, right, when I talked about magic and, you know, how that was a form of divination, uh, there is there that is a counter to miracles. It's a counter to miracles. All of the miracles throughout the Bible that God performed, that's all magicians are trying to do. They're trying to counterfeit or mimic that, but they can't do that. They can't. It is a demonic power that is not sourced in truth. So in Exodus 8 and 7, when Moses performed the miracles before Pharaoh, you know those magicians were, they they got a little jealous. They were like, who is he? Who do he think he is? You know, to, to be performing these miracles. And they probably thought it was some kind of magic. But it was, it was true. And that's why it was so powerful. It was so powerful. And earlier when I was talking about our desire to know uh, our future and to control the events. Now, I'm not going to say that, you know, because like I said, God gives us the prophets. And he, he allows us to prophesy and see things before they come, you know, as warnings so that we can be prepared. Uh, But just that desire to know the future and control, you know, events that's really not ours to control is, is a form of divination. It's a form of divination. It doesn't belong to us. That's not our right. And we get so obsessed with it. We read our horoscope every day. We rely on you know, these zodiacs and all of this stuff. And these things are rooted. Rooted in Satan. It's rooted. Remember when Eve, when he he told her, he said, if you eat from that tree, surely, surely you won't die. <laughs> surely you won't die. But but look, you'll be just like God. You'll be just like God. You'll know uh, good and evil. You'll know all of these things. And, and it was something about why God did not want her and did not want him, Adam and Eve, to eat of that tree. Again, a form of divination. I believe that the reason that the enemy tries to entice us through divination is because remember he was the one who desired accolades and he wants all of that so he wants to divert us away from worshiping God he wants us to worship him he wants us to worship him so I'm telling you turn from all of this stuff turn from all of this stuff because it is opening up the gates to uh spiritual warfare in your own household. <laughs> One of the things that and I'm I'm 
I'm giggling a little bit because the word of God is true. The word of God is true. And, and sometimes we get so silly. We get so silly because God makes it simple for us. And those who are overthinkers like me, sometimes we get so silly. And I was just tickled by a thought that I had, um, you know, in an area that I knew better. I, I, I knew that I knew and I know what I know. Uh, but when I started crossing over into these, you know, self-actualization and self-realization and, and all of this spiritual enlightenment, you know, some of these components that I even began to practice in my own, you know, life coaching practice, you know, it was taking myself away from the source of my supply, you know, I started getting away from that, but the Holy Spirit drove me right back to my source. <laughs> you can be uh, uh, as self-actualized as you want to be. You could be as as uh, cognizant and, and what do they say, um, self-aware as you need to be, and still have no spiritual power because you are omitting the one source that you need to really tap into in order to have power. And we wonder why, you know, I'm walking around here. I know myself. I understand my value. I know everything that there is to know about who I am. But who is Christ in you? Who are you in Christ? Where is the true source of your supply? You know, we omit those things. Um, somebody I love dearly. Uh, uh, and I'm not going to call out no names, but if she listened to this, she, she know who I'm talking about. Uh, but, but, uh, she's challenged with, uh, Joel Osteen and, and she used to talk about how he never references Jesus. He never references Jesus. And, and I've never been attached to or drawn to his ministry, but there were times that I would listen to his message and I, I started listening and hearing and I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, this is this is really just um, what do you call it? You know, when they, um, uh, Lord, and I don't know why my brain just kind of skipped a little bit there. But you know, when those um, uh, those speakers, those empowerment speakers, you know, come out and and they want to give you rile you up and and help you understand self, and so he does a lot of that. He does a lot of that uh, and uh, not enough to talk about Jesus and turn people back to Jesus. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about now. I'm talking about Satan and how he tries to entice us away from God because he desires the worship that we give to God and witchcraft and divination is a way that he gets that. It's because we seek him and we're not seeking God for what we need and and a lot of times like I said because we are in this world and we become common you know with this practices we think that this stuff is harmless we think that these horoscopes and Ouija boards well a lot of times especially in the African American community we don't deal with them Ouija boards we we ain't messing with that mess you know we getting in 
all of that soothsaying and, and witchcraft and all of that. We don't want to hear all of that, but we'll go pre- play the lottery, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. But I ain't going to get into that because y'all might not listen to me again. But anyway, any practice that dabbles in a power source that is not God is witchcraft. Any practice that gets into or taps into a power source other than Jesus Christ is witchcraft. And the Bible tells us that those who are who practice in this will not inherit an eternal life. In Revelations 22 and 15 it says outside are the dogs. Those who practice magic are the sexual immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves the practices of falsehood. This is stuff that we need to be aware of. It is as real as I am sitting here today. It is as real as you, and if you knock on this wood, it's just as real as that, but we can't see it. But you don't have to fear it. You don't have to fear the power of Satan. You have to know that it is real. You have to uh, stay away from it, and you have to respect the fact that it is powerful. But know and stand on the word of God that says greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It doesn't matter how much havoc, harm, or destruction that the enemy uh, brings or creates in our lives. But as believers, we have power and authority over it. But you cannot dabble into these things and expect that you're going to be able to enforce your power over it if you're engaging with it. Okay? And if you belong to Jesus Christ, there's there's no power that can defeat us because we are overcomers. If you go to the Word of God in Isaiah 54 and 17, it tells us we cannot be defeated. And in 1 John 5 and 4, it says, put on the armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. The Bible would not tell us about the enemy. And it wouldn't tell us about the devil if he wasn't real. In Ephesians 6 and 11, it tells us to put on that armor. Put on that armor because we are overcomers. We are more than overcomers through Christ. But you must first repent and denounce this divination, the things and the ways of the enemy. You have to do it. You have to do it. Any involvement in witchcraft, any form of witchcraft, think about it. Think about the things that you have aligned yourself with and denounce it. Repent. And repentance is not just being sorrowful, oh, I'm sorry, and going on and doing the same thing tomorrow. Repentance is turning from that thing.
<laughs> turning from it. Turning from uh, mediums and, 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 and spiritualists and, and trying to dissect and articulate these demonic meanings and stuff like that. Get out of that mess. Drug use, drug abuse. Get out of that mess. Turn from it. I'm telling you, you better try the spirit by the spirits. You better try this thing because you don't want to walk into 2020 continuing with the same mindset that we had in 2019 that allowed the spiritual witchcraft to take hold of our household and to take full dominion. Now we can go deeper into this, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you, Isaiah, I believe, is a good book of the Bible uh, to to read. And I'll go through and do a little bit more research. But uh, Samuel, a lot of the early Old Testament uh, books touched on and and dealt with um, witchcraft and spiritual witchcraft. So I would encourage you to take a look at that and and don't go on someone else's understanding. Get to know for yourself. Take the time to get to know for yourself. And a form of idolatry is always uh, trying to connect to God through somebody or something else. You know, it's a lot of good ministers out there, good preachers, you know, a lot of them that really have a heart towards the Lord, but you can't get it through them. You have to get into your own relationship with God. Now, now let me say this in balance. I'm not saying don't get the word because the word of God tells us how, how would we learn the word lest it be a man of God, you know, that God delivers man or woman, you know, that God delivers the word to uh, so that we have a clear understanding like what I'm doing now you know but I am not the end all to the subject matter or to what God wants you to gain or, or garner from this topic you got to get in front of him get in his presence and understand it for yourself you know I love um Uh, Pastor Millicent Hunter and I used to be one who you know I used to listen to Juanita Bynum and um, I I just love women women preachers I I relate to them I love listening to their messages Jackie McCullough oh my goodness you know I just believe that that she is a wonder in this earth Uh, uh, Tamara um, oh my goodness I can't even remember her last name right now, but Tip Ministries. I just found out that she was uh, John, that comedian's uh, niece. I didn't even know that. And and her aunt, I uh, can't even call her name right now, but I, I love, 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 love their ministry, uh, ministries. And early on in my walk, that was how I connected to God. That was idolatry, divination. A form of witchcraft, God was not pleased, and I thought I was pleasing him. But you got to get to know him 
for yourself. Amen. All right, so we're going to go into these declarations and try to get these demons on up out of our house. (laughs) Amen. All right, let's continue. I don't know why I couldn't think of, you know, the motivational speakers. And and I'm not putting down motivational speakers, but uh, anything that you don't drive people back to the source of Jesus you know, it's, it's, it's giving them a false sense of security. Uh, and, and, and eventually it's going to come crumbling down. But anyway, so I'm going to, in, a, in the next um, broadcast segment, I, I kind of piece them um, separately just simply because uh, this is, has become an hour. <laughs> so your moment with Moa today, that's why I didn't go with minute. Uh, Moa's minute. Uh, but your moment with Moa today uh, is about an hour. Uh, and it's good. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Rich stuff. Uh, things that I want you guys to, to consider. But I'm going to, I've got some uh, declarations, decrees, a, a prayer uh, that I want to pray. And I'm going to get into that. But just real quickly, I want to give you guys some reference uh, scriptures, some things I want you to uh, make sure in your own time. Uh, that you go back and and read these scriptures, read these scriptures, and don't just stick with the the scripture per se. Uh, you know, go through the whole chapter or that whole book so that you get a clear understanding. All right. So the first one I have is Acts 16 and 16. Um, Acts chapter 16, verse 16. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, verse 16 through 18. Uh, Micah chapter 15 verse 12, Isaiah uh, chapter 2 verse 6, Exodus chapter 22 and 18, Isaiah 47 and 13, Leviticus 19 and 26, Jeremiah 10 and 2, 1 Samuel 15 and 23, Deuteronomy 18 and 11, Isaiah 19 and 3, Galatians 5 and 20, Revelations 9 and 21, uh, Revelations 18 and 23, Revelations 21 and 8, Revelation uh, 22 and 15, (laughs) Hosea 4 and 12, Exodus 7 and 11, um, Exodus 8 and 7, Exodus 9 and 11. And these are all dealing with the manifestation of the spirit of divination. Um, and let's see, what else did I have? All right, so that covers that. And then I have some other scriptures um, that I wanted to mention. All right, I already read for you all Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 12. Um, and dealing with the practice of witchcraft during during the Mosaic law, Exodus 22 and 18, Leviticus 20 and 27, uh, 1 Chronicles uh, 10 and 13 uh, talks about Saul and and consulting that medium, Um, Galatians 5 and 20, Revelations 18 and 23, talks of, of, around that uh, pharmakia 
uh, spirit, spirit of pharmacia, um, and and I think I pronounced it wrong earlier, but you guys, y'all look that word up, P-H-A-R-M-A-K-E-I-A, amen, all right, Job 1 and 12, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, Revelations 20 and 2, uh, just helps to clarify those powers, uh, and like I said, there's only one true spiritual power, but there, uh, the the form of evil uh, that Satan brings and the power that he has is so real. Uh, and um, the other scripture, let's see, Samuel 15 and 23, I believe I read that to you guys. Exodus 8 and and 7. Um, Genesis 3 and 5, Genesis 3 and 1, uh, Revelations 22 and 15, John, 1 John 4 and 4, I think I said that one already, 1 Thessalonians 2 and 18, Job 1 uh, verses 12 through 18, 1 Corinthians 5 and 5, uh, Isaiah 54 and 17, 1 John 5 and 4, and Ephesians 6 and 11, Acts 19 and 19, Isaiah um, 8 and 18, Micah 5 and 12, Galatians uh, 5 verses 19 through 21, and John 6 and 68. Okay, so I, uh, I love the uh, what is this? The Gateway Bible uh, that I use. I downloaded the app. Uh, you can plug those scriptures in and listen to them. I personally like the Message Bible, but sometimes the the context is is a little off depending on you know what you're talking about. So you can read it in the King James version. You know any version that you like. But the point that I'm trying to make is that if you're not a reader and you want to just listen to the word, uh, just plug those in, plug them into, um, that Bible app and they'll read it for you and go one step further, uh, in your study and, and listen to the entire chapter. I'm telling you the word of God is rich. It is extremely rich. All right. Love you all. And like I said, I just decided to segment the prayer out. Uh, so look for that prayer. It's going to be coming up soon. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Have a blessed day. Be encouraged.